Hello guys, welcome to the Touch Tech Speaks Podcast and today we have another wonderful episode. Hope you guys listen and enjoy. Good everyone once again, welcome to the Young Hustle Podcast and today I have an awesome guest, his name is Brian Beach. He's a He's a TEDx speaker. He owns his own clothing line and he went viral and he was featured on NBC Channel 7 and Yahoo. He's here with me. Let him introduce himself. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Young Boss. I know you're going to do some great things. My name is Brian Breach. Um, I'm a man of many hats, both figuratively and, and literally. Um, I'm a recent TEDx speaker. I shoot a lot of content. You know, I do have my own clothing line, which I kind of uh, uh, fell back on now. I'm relaunching it. Um, I, I, I've been speaking a lot lately. I, I went viral a couple times. So yeah, a lot of great things and a lot of great opportunities have presented themselves to me this year. And now I'm here with you. Wow. Wow. So tell us more about your background, your story. What got you into music? What got you into comedy? What got you into only your own clothing line? Tell us more about you. We, we need to know more about you. Absolutely, man. So I was born in New York to a to a very uh, busy dad and a very abusive mom when I was younger, and a lot of things went down. And I lost my mother to HIV when I was 13 years old. And this is the very long story short. And you know, the guy that was living with us for four or five years, he was killed in some kind of drug deal gone wrong. And then eventually, my dad got custody, and a lot of other crazy things went down. So when I was in high school, I had a best friend named uh, Lex One. He's still one of my closest friends. And we started making music, banging on desks, making beats. And we formed a group called Real Life Dialect. And that turned into us opening for a lot of these famous, bigger artists like KRS-One and MERS, Mass Ace. And, and we got to open up for some amazing names. And um, as we kept moving forward with it, um, it turned into a hip hop label called GTPS. And then we turned that into a, a, a hip hop blog called GetThatPaperSun.com. And then we had a printing business, a studio, and then I turned into a clothing line. So it was this long road of just switching things up consistently. My last nine to five that I ever had was from 2004 to 2008. In 2008, I was fired, but I was also arrested twice in 2006. And when I was fired, I wasn't able to get a job anywhere. So I had to go out on my own and be this entrepreneur and and try to make money. Now, I, I didn't always do the right things to stay afloat, but I definitely always tried and I was always starting new businesses and you know, no matter what it was, I was jumping in trying to start a new business. So now things are rocking and rolling with the whole speaking stuff. And, you know, I'm hosting a lot of things since ever since that, um, the thing I shot went viral. It's just been a blessing, you know. So that that is the very, very long story short of um, of everything that I've been through in the last 10 years. Wow. Well, so I'm, I read a lot about you and I noticed on your page you have uh, yeah, the vice president of social media Builder. Tell us more about that. Uh, the, the what I'm sorry? The vice president of social media builder. Am I correct? Okay, yeah, I, I think that's on my LinkedIn. So what happened was after all these years, right, of failing businesses from, uh, from uh, the clothing line to the printing business to the, the label and all that stuff, um, I created a small social media company with me and my boy. We, we shared a lot of famous and big artists' music on SoundCloud. We built a lot of Instagram pages. They do... Um, they do the, uh, uh, they post people's content and uh, um, schedule posts and do all that stuff. So that was my quiet little business that kept me afloat and kept me making a lot of money throughout these last couple of years, which has allowed me 
to do what I want to do. But my focus is less on that business now and more on other things that I'm working on. You know, I'm working on a TV show right now. I'm, I'm, I'm focused on doing a lot of these speaking gigs. So my focus is elsewhere, although the business is definitely still afloat. And I've helped people grow their social media accounts from, you know, numbers of 1,000 up to 30,000 followers. And, you know, so that, that's been a thing that I was doing for years and years and years, but I kind of pulled back on it now. Yeah. Yeah, so we know um, we're going a little bit into your clothing line. And I'm reading about your clothing line. It's, it's for the young and ambitious people, people who are strong. What inspired you to start this clothing line? What inspired you for the vision of this clothing line to be targeted right. at the young people? What made that's that a good. That's a great question. So... My, my inspiration for the clothing line was a couple of different things. When I was performing and when I was doing a lot of hip hop shows, I would always go out and I would specifically buy a shirt that had a, a positive message on it, right? So every show that I would do, every, every show that I host or rap that, I would have a positive message or something on my shirt so people could see it. And I kept thinking to myself, why do I keep wearing other people's clothing line and other people's message when I can create my own message? So when I had this printing business, um, I came up with a bunch of names and I wanted to be a name that had to do a lot with what I'm about. Now, how I explain psyche is this. So the word psyche is a play on words on your mind. So the, the word psyche in itself spelled with a P is your mind. I, I change it to psyche. Psyche, my psyche, the acronym stands for success is key. Now, if you look at the logo, the logo is the word psyche in a brain. And where does success start? In your brain. So wow. it all to one thing so psyche stands for success is key and i wanted people to i'm relaunching it now and it's going to be geared a little it's going to be different than it was before so it was a streetwear before a streetwear brand before but i want to do more like upscale upscale streetwear stuff but i want to gear it towards young entrepreneurs and people that want to be successful and people when they wear it they feel like they have a message to give to the world you know success and because success is always key at the end of the day you know that's that's what we want we all want to be successful in our own ways. Wow. My question is this. What got you into this entrepreneurial space? Why didn't you just follow the normal route of going to college, university, and just working at a job? What got you into entrepreneurship? Because you seem to have lots of businesses. Right. So th there was a couple of things. So number one, I feel like I was born with it. So when I was a kid, when I was, when I was even younger than your age, I was, uh, I mean, when I came out of my mother's womb, I, I was always in that headspace. So I used to buy and sell candy when I was a kid. I used to literally make bracelets in after school and I'd sell them. I'd buy the equipment uh, and I'd make bracelets and I'd sell them. I used to steal little chrome caps off people's cars and sell them. I used to, uh, I used to uh, make paper airplanes and sell them. And then we, uh, when, when seventh grade came, I, I, we used to play this game called Flips. And you would take a coin, a nickel, quarter, whatever it is, and you throw it against the wall. And whoever got closest to the wall got to keep the coin or the quarter or whatever. So I used to make money that way every day in seventh grade. Um, and, you know, the buying and selling candy thing. So I always had that entrepreneur spirit. But then when I was in 12th grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Evans. And, and he started kind of making it a reality in my head. Like, you know, you guys can really do this. You can really be an entrepreneur. So I always wanted to do things on my own. I hated having a boss. But... Uh, my last nine to five, and mind you, I worked as a waiter, a bus boy. I cleaned dishes. I, I, I did door-to-door -door sales. I sold cell phones. I did every nine to five you can imagine. I was a telemarketer. Um, I was a telemarketing manager. When I was 21, I had like 50 employees underneath me at a telemarketing agency. But 
um, from 2004 to 2008, that was my last nine to five. And then in 2006, like I was saying before, um, I had some legal troubles and that legal trouble stopped me from getting any other nine to fives around that time. So I really had to be an entrepreneur for real and stop the bullshit, excuse me, <laughs> stop, stop the nonsense and really go out and, and try to make something happen on my own. So between always feeling like an entrepreneur, between you know that, that class that I took when I was a senior, I dropped out of college after my third year because it just wasn't for me. And then uh, um, between those arrests that happened, it really made me like focus and hone in on trying to be, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur and, and, and be in that space. So all those combination of things are what got me to, to, to being in this mindset today. You said something about having a teacher that really inspired you. Why, yes. Right now, what's your take on the current educational system? Because what's your take on it? Uh, uh, what, on going to college and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, it's tricky because I, I don't want to ever advise a young person not to go to college. But a lot of the millionaires and a lot of the billionaires and a lot of the successful people end up not going to college. Yes, it is good to have a degree and it will get you to specific places. But I also don't believe that people should be in debt for, for years. I remember when, when Obama was president, I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I remember even right before he became president, he was still paying off student loans. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to me. So do I agree with people going to college? Yes and no. I think you can make it in this day and age with social media and the connections you can make. I think you can make it in this world without it. But I don't ever want to advise a young person not to go because it does help you gain some knowledge. You know, um, the business classes that I took, I think helped me. I kind of don't remember it now. Um, I enjoyed taking like some religious religion and philosophy courses just to learn new things. But for the most part, the money that I made came from my experience and less about getting a degree. Well, the degree actually did help me get my last nine to five in 2004 to 2008. But I got lucky because they didn't really research it. You really needed a bachelor's and I had an associate's um, and I didn't even get the actual certificate. I didn't even actually get the associate's because um, I never went to graduation. I was like shy six credits. But I think you could truly make it without a degree these days, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's a good backup, I guess you could say. What's your take on, like, children like me who are forced, or not, not really forced, but made to fulfill someone's dream, like your parents' dream? Your parents' dream for you is, like, to get a normal job, go to college, and what's your take on that? You know... I believe that you got to follow your own path in your own heart. Yes, your parents are always going to look out for your best interest. Your parents love you and your parents are going to want you to go in the right direction. But also your parents are a little bit you know, older. The, the parents these days are a little bit older. They may not know that we live in a totally different world with social media and ways that you can make money nowadays. So yeah, you want to make your parents proud and you want to you kind of appease them, but you got to let them know what's in your heart. And if you're, if you're going to college and you're unhappy, and you're going to work in a nine to five and sit in a cubicle for 10 hours a day and you're unhappy, you got to let them know, man, your, your, your parents' dreams are not your own dreams. You know, you have to have your own personal dreams. You, again, you want to make your parents proud. You want to make them happy. But at the end of the day, this is your life. At the end of the day, you have to hustle and you have to struggle to get where you want to be and make and, and blaze your own path. And guarantee most of the times people prove their parents uh, um, wrong. Like, you know, a parent may tell you, you can't do this, it's not going to work out. And then they go on and, and make a hundred grand and they show their parents, you know, what they're really made of. So 
I, it's like a 50 50 thing for me. You know, I, my parents, my dad was never one to be like, do this and do that. My mom died when I was young. So I didn't, I felt like I didn't have much guidance. So, you know, there was, there was no one pulling me in any one direction, but for people that have strict parents and want them to do specific things, you know, just, just do what they want you to do, but you still got to do your own thing. You still got to follow your heart. Warren Buffett said something. He said, all successful people do what they love. Yes. So the next, the next question I have is, what are your three biggest mistakes and what did you learn from them? My, th- my three big- biggest mistakes in life? Yes. Okay, let me think. This is a good question. Okay. Number one, not saving my money properly. Okay. Number saving money should have been like my priority from the beginning. All the money that I spent on nonsense when I was 18, 19, 20, 21. If I would have been saving some of that money I've been making when I was 13, 14, 15, I would have been in a better position. So that's number one. Um, Number two, um, what did I learn being an entrepreneur all these years that don't be afraid to fail. I was always scared to fail, but what I learned is failing is a good thing. When you fail, you learn. Every time you fail, you're failing your way to success. So don't be afraid to fail. And uh, another thing I learned is don't be afraid to invest money in yourself because there was a good period of time where I wasn't investing the kind of money in myself because I was, again, um, there's this expression, scared money don't make no money, right? So I remember when I was doing my clothing line, I wasn't putting a ton of money into it because I was a little afraid of going overboard and spending money and I'll be broke. But you know what? Nowadays, in this last couple of years, I learned that spending the money in yourself and investing in yourself is the right way to go. You want to invest in yourself at all times. So I would say those are the three things that I learned a lot and that I would change. I would save my money. I wouldn't be so scared to fail and I would invest in myself. Wow. About being afraid to fail, I've learned that failure is just another way of learning. It's just finding another way to do something. There is no success without failure. You agree with that? Yeah, you said there's no success without fear? Failure. Oh, failure. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I learned that, and that was what my TED Talk was about, how to survive without a job through failure. Um, you will not make it without failure. Every, I mean, uh, some of the greatest minds in history have failed thousands and thousands and thousands of times you know I, I mean i can go back and name uh michael jordan oprah i mean uh bill gates freaking tesla um i mean thomas Edison, all these uh key figures in history they've all failed their way to success you have to that's the only way to learn if you're inventing something from thin air do you think you're going to get it on your first try there's no way you're going to get it on your first try you have to literally make mistakes you have to fail you have to blow the product up you got to you got to put the screws in the wrong place. You got to do all kinds of wrong things first in order for you to know what to do. Even now to this day, I'm working on a TV show. I've never worked on a TV show. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know how I'm learning? Googling. How do I pitch a network TV show? How do I create a reality show? And I'm going to fail. I promise you. In this show, I'm going to fail a couple times. I'm going to pick the wrong studio. I'm going to have the wrong contestants. But you know what? It's going to help me learn what to do for the next time. So when I get in front of a real, uh, uh, when I get in front of a real network, I know what to say and I know what to do. So you have to wow. fail. Even, even with your podcast right now, you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're, you're going to send the wrong links. You're going to uh, ask the wrong questions, but you're going to learn. And then five years from now, you're going you're gonna to have a killer podcast. And we already have a good podcast, but I'm saying you're going to learn the ways to do it the right way. You know? Yeah. Speaking of mistakes, my first ever podcast I messed it up completely. 
I didn't get any video. I didn't get any audio. But I learned oh. next time. I did it well. So the next question I have is this. What That's are the cool. Th That's how you learn, though. That's awesome. Next question is, what are the three biggest mistakes? No, not three biggest mistakes. Three biggest resources that have helped you along your journey. Three biggest resources that have helped me? Yes. Okay, number one, social media, without a doubt. Social media has been my biggest resource. Man, thank God for Instagram. I mean, look, look, look at what you, just, just you getting me on your podcast came off Instagram. You know what I mean? It's, 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 your big, it's probably your biggest resource right now, you know? Um, uh, number one, I would say social media. Number two, I would say money. Money this last year because I really saved and I, I listened to myself finally and I saved a lot of money these last two years. And I, I was able to use that money as a resource to put up that billboard and to get people to do this heat prank with me and to, to you know, even to go and target and do that, prank, uh, that social experiment, you know. Um, so my biggest resources are social media, money, and um, I would say a lot of networking events. You know, I, I've, I've connected with so many amazing people, these networking events, and although I haven't used them for anything quite yet, I have a relationship with these people now. So the day comes when I need something from them, you know, they'll get something from me in return. But the day that I need something from them, I have an open uh, line of communication. So those are my biggest resources. These networking events that I've been speaking at, uh, using money as a resource and social media is my number one resource to, to, to get anything I want done. Speaking about networking, I'm reading a book, The Power of Focus. It says, if you study the habits of a lot of successful people, their network is one of the strongest assets they have. Like, yes. for example, we have Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Look at yes. their age difference. Yet, they are very good friends, if, if you've watched a lot about them. So your network actually helps in determining your net worth. Yes, yes. So, the next question is, who are the three biggest, three biggest people you look up to? The three people you look up to, possibly mentors. The Yes. So that's a tricky one because I look up to, you know, there's a lot of people that I look to. So I've always said, number one, I have a good friend and close, uh, close friend, Lex one. He's always been somewhat of a mentor to me in a way. He, he just, he just always had the damn answers. They, they were always in his head. He had them and he knew them before anybody. So I, I would say I always look up to him. Um, I don't want to say I have specific mentors. I just, I, I get inspired by different things. I get inspired by certain movies and shows and, um, recently in the last year, I would have to say someone who inspires me, believe it or not, is actually Will Smith. I've been going on his Instagram page and every time I watch what he posts, it's always motivational. It's always inspiring. Now I don't, I, I know everybody should have a mentor, but I don't have like a specific mentor. You know, there's just a lot of people that I look to and I listen to that, that inspire me. I'll listen to Gary Vee every once in a while. I know he, you know, he inspires the crap out of me cause he's very straight talk, straight forward. Yeah, he, he's awesome. Um, you know, I watch some Will Smith stuff. He inspires me. There's, um, I was just recently on the Brad Lee podcast. I listen to a lot of stuff. He said he's always dropping bombs and dropping knowledge. Um, well, I'm trying to think who else. So, yeah, there's no one, you know, there's not a lot of specific people, but my boy Lex One is always on another level. He helps me with a lot of stuff. And uh, so I, I would have to say, you know, it's a variety of people this, this last year. Next question is this. What books, what podcasts, what things do you listen to on a normal daily basis that helps you? In doing yeah. Things? You know, 
I want to say that I'm a bigger book reader than I am, but I'm not. I feel bad sometimes and I'm always, people are always encouraging me. You need to sit down and read, read. And I totally agree. And I want to get myself more in the book space. I read more like self-help stuff online. You know, I'll look for anything to do with money tips. I'll look to do with uh, success tips. And I'm always Googling like, you know, you know, how to be successful, what I, what I do in this. So what I like to do is I like to come up with a project, whatever I'm working on, and kind of indulge myself in that. So if I'm working on a clothing line, I'll start researching other clothing lines. If I'm working on um, a TV show, I'll start, you know, watching stuff and, and learning that way. So there's no one self-help book or specific books or things that I read to inspire me. There's a lot of shows that I watch to inspire me. So I've been watching the show Billions lately. Now, I know it's a TV show, but it just shows you this particular show called Billions. It's on Showtime. It shows you the power of money. And, and it's something about the negotiating and something about the strategy behind everything these guys do that gives me inspiration. So again, I never have one, you know, for me, there's no one specific, if you ask Bill Gates that question, he'll tell you one specific book and that he goes to me. It's, it's several different things that I piece together that inspire me. Even my wall that I have in front of me, it's called my think wall. I have all these prominent figures on it and it has the word think across it. So every time I look at the wall, I look at, uh, I look at Steve Jobs on there. I got Martin Luther King on there, Einstein. I got uh, Tesla, I got all these amazing figures and I see the wall and it inspires me. So it's more things that I put in my eye line that inspires me than specific reading materials, you know? Well, in the book I'm reading, they say something, it's very simple, similar to your think wall. They call it the vision board, where yeah. you put pictures of things you dream to have and people you look up to and you just see that every day of your life and it really inspires you and motivates you. Yes. So I'm about to come to the end of this podcast. But this question is this. If you could step into my shoes, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? What question would I ask myself? That's a good one. Um, what question would I ask myself nowadays? I would say, what would I say? I would say, what, uh, where do you want to be in the next five years? So if I have to answer that question, where would Brian Breach want to be in the next five years? So my main focus, like I was saying, I, I want to, I, I've done so much in the last year. I've done many podcasts. I've talked in front of people. I've, uh, you know, I relaunched the clothing line a little bit. I've done, um, I've done major, you know, major social experiments, things that went viral. I was on a TV show now. What I want is my own TV show. I don't like to wait for people to put me on stuff. I want to do it myself. So in the next five years, where would I be? I, I want to host my own TV show, and I want to use my platform being on a TV show to help other people and inspire people around me. Um, you know, a lot of people get into the game to be selfish. I want to get into the game and, and get my face out there more in order to help more people and, um, you know, be a, be a positive factor in people's lives. So in the next five years, I want to have my own TV show. I want to create opportunity from that. I want to maybe spawn more TV shows, be producer on many things behind the scenes. So in the next five years, I see myself getting my butt on TV and uh, making something happen in that world. And what plans are you taking towards achieving these goals? Um, so so I, when I put up that billboard, I got contacted by somebody named uh, Christine Curran, who I'm going to be with actually this Friday, on a, uh, Saturday, on the Celebrity Boxing Fight. Um, we're working on the show together. So the steps I'm taking now is we started the copyright process on the show. So I already copyrighted the name and the concept of the show. 
Um, I have to copyright the trademark. Um, we already started working on the treatment. We know where we're going to shoot it. We're working on getting the contestants. Um, what else are we doing? We already got the logos back and we're still kind of fine tuning the logo. So that's the steps that I'm taking to do it. And then we're shooting early December. So I'm actually, I, I've never made a TV show a day in my life. I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm literally <laughs> in the process, step-by-step step of figuring it out. So that, that's, those are the steps that I'm doing right now to get this thing on the air. And, and we have some connections with networks and we're going to try to go to a, um, there's a conference in January called NAPTI, I think it is. And, uh, uh, so we could pitch our show to different networks. So that's the process that I'm taking right now. Wow. 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 So of course, to the end of today's podcast, we hope my audience hopes to be seeing your show in a few months, in a few days or weeks. We hope to see your show. So how can my listeners connect with you online if they want to visit your page or do whatever they want yep. to do with you? You can find me on uh, Instagram. That's where all my major updates are. Instagram, it's at Brian Breach, B-R-E-A-C-H. My Twitter is Brian underscore Breach. My Facebook is Brian Breach 03. And my uh, YouTube is Brian Breach 03 as well. Wow. That's, so any, all, that's all of them. Any words you want to use and end this episode? Uh, my favorite quote of all time. Um, Everything will be all right in the end. So if it's not all right, then it's not the end. Wow. 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 So That's my favorite one. Cause it always makes me feel like if things aren't okay in your life, then, it's you're, then the and it's not the end yet. It's not over, you know? Wow. 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 Thank you for being on my podcast. The young hustle. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, man. You're the best. You're the best, man. I appreciate you. Great things to come.